We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Today's topic is the Save Women's Sports Act here in Oklahoma, which Governor Stitt has signed, and thereby he has joined the ranks of other good governors, such as Ron DeSantis of Florida, in defending the female. Once again, conservatives are proving that they are the true feminists because they actually believe that women are real. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thank you for listening into the show. Today's topic, as I said in the introduction, is the Save Women's Sports Act here in Oklahoma. This is a law that Governor Stitt has signed. And it's a law that requires students and or their parents to identify the, the sex of the child before they participate in sports. Why is this controversial? I mean, haven't we been doing this <laughs> for a long time? How many of us have filled out forms when we were in school or as we uh, engaged in any other uh, survey where we checked a box, male or female? There were only two boxes, male or female, and we were required to check one of the boxes, right? I mean, this is not a new requirement. The only reason that you have to have it notarized now as an official affidavit is because of the lunacy of the left. They're denying the two boxes. They deny that the two boxes are real, and as the result, they're denying that a woman is a biological fact, that a female is real. And as the result of that lunacy, that craziness, and the consequences of that terrible idea, i.e. women losing their rights, as I've said a thousand times on this show, women are losing their showers, losing their bathrooms, losing their locker rooms, losing their sports, losing their scholarships, and losing their dignity and their very identity as the result of this postmodern deconstruction of reality, the denial of objective truth, the denial of what it means to be a human being. I mean, this entire agenda of the left is grounded in a bad idea. And the idea is this. The bad idea is this. That the human being is not an objective fact. The human being is something that you make up in your mind. Your identity is not an objective reality given to you, endowed by your creator to you. The, the, the language of our seminal documents, that there are self-evident truths endowed to us by our Creator. No, that's not true any longer in the mind of the left, in the mind of the progressive. There are no self-evident truths. The only truths that exist are the things that you make up in your mind. And that you can make up in your mind, you can decide via your imagination, your feelings, your opinions... You can decide that the reality before your very eyes 
is something that you don't want to embrace or acknowledge, and therefore you can pretend that you're something you're not. And that pretending, that make-believe, that imaginary game becomes reality. It's a, it's a childish way of thinking. It's not, it's not the way adults act. I mean, we know that children have an imagination, and many of us, as we're raising our children, we actually encourage them to exercise that imagination. If they want to pretend that they're a cowboy, then let them pretend. If they want to pretend that they're a purple dinosaur, that they're Barney, we we didn't necessarily discourage that as long as they didn't step over the line and actually start claiming that that was real. We, We taught our children the difference between imagination and reality. That a healthy imagination can be fun, but it's not necessarily the way you're going to live your life. You can't pretend that a purple dragon is your permanent identity because it's not. You're not Tarzan. You're not the Lone Ranger. You're not a purple dragon. You're not Batman. You're not Robin. Yes, we encouraged our children to exercise their imagination, but we also taught them that there was a line between that and reality. But those days are gone because now we have progressives who are losing their ever-loving minds because we in Oklahoma believe that girls should have the right to compete against girls only in interscholastic sports, that we think that boys should be told, no, you cannot compete against girls. The reason we have female athletics, the reason we have a volleyball team, a softball team, the reason we have a woman's or a girl's basketball team is because of Title IX, and we think girls should have the right. We think they should be respected, and we don't think boys should take that stuff away from those girls. We've held that view. We've believed in the dignity of the woman, of the female. We've demonstrated that we really are feminists because we believe in the feminine. And therefore... We're going to do like we've always done. We're going to require that boys identify themselves as boys and girls as girls so that we can, we can administer these sports programs accordingly. Doesn't sound all that controversial, does it? Well, here we are. We've got these leftists popping a gasket because of this law. Let's take a break, and when I get back, I'm going to share a specific story with you with regard to one progressive's response to the Save Women's Sports Act. And I also might talk about Ron DeSantis and what he's doing in Florida and how these things tie together. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. All right, what does the Save Women's Sports Act in Oklahoma actually do? Well, it protects women's sports. It's appropriately named. It saves women's sports. It saves them for what? It saves them for women, for females. Now, that shouldn't be controversial, (laughs) should it? Isn't that why we have female athletics, women's athletics? Isn't that why we have that category in the first place, so that women can compete against women? It would have been rather misogynistic and unfair and cruel, wouldn't it, to have back in the day have told women that, well, we're not going to give you your own sport, If you want to compete, then try to do so on the boys' team. Because we don't have enough money 
to actually create an entire separate program for women. You know, if anybody would have done that from the very onset of sports, they would have been labeled, and appropriately so, as anti-woman, as not caring about girls having opportunities to do things that they're gifted in. For example, if they're gifted soccer players, are you just going to tell them that they have to try to make it on the boys' team? And if they can't, they can't. Hey, hey, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be. And if you can't rise to the level of the boys, then, then I guess you shouldn't have been participating in sports in the first place. This is essentially what the left is saying right now. By scolding all of the parents of girls, parents who just want their girls to have an opportunity to participate in sports in the same manner that their sons have had for decades upon decades. For The left is approaching these parents and calling them transphobic and homophobic and bigots. They're, they're labeling these parents as being bad people, bad parents, simply because they want their girls to be protected, protected from an encroachment into female areas, such as locker rooms and showers and bathrooms and sports and scholarships, these things that have been provided for females, rightfully so, and protected legally in our country and in our culture. No, they're tearing down that wall of protection, and they're allowing biological boys and men to steal those spaces, steal those sports, and steal those facilities from girls. That's what the Save Women's Sports Act is is about. It's trying to stop that theft, that cultural theft, that ontological theft, the, the, the stealing of the reality of what it means to be a woman. The Save Women's Sports Act is about that and that alone. And it's very simple. In fact, Governor Stitt, when he signed this bill, said it very well. This is his quote. When it comes to sports and athletics, girls should compete against girls, and boys should compete against boys. And let's be very clear, that's all this bill says. Close quote. You want me to read that to you again? Who in their right mind could disagree with Stitt? I don't care where you are on the political spectrum. How in the world can you disagree with what Governor Stitt just said? When it comes to sports and athletics, girls should compete against girls and boys should compete against boys. And let's be very clear, that's all this bill says. Close quote. And why is it controversial for you have to check a box as to whether or not you're a male or a female? We've been doing that for eons in almost every form that we fill out here in the United States. Until the lunacy broke loose a handful of years ago and they started adding other boxes Male, female, other. And you've got 52 different genders now that you can check. If that isn't science denying, I don't know what is. Well, here's a leftist. Uh, she appears to be in her 30s by virtue of her profile picture on Twitter. Her name is Erin Madsen. She describes herself as the executive director at the abortion and reproductive rights organization known as Reproactive. She tweeted this just this past week with regard to an affidavit that she got a hold of. She actually has a screenshot of it, of Woodall Public Schools in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Uh, Madsen tweeted this on her social media, her Twitter page. 
or her Twitter account. And it's making headlines all over the place right now. So she's got her five minutes of fame. She's probably thrilled. Here's her tweet. Do you understand what's happening? This has nothing to do with encouraging girls to be athletes. This is totalitarianism. It is the white nationalist agenda, the anti-LGBTQ agenda, the anti-abortion agenda. It's all the same agenda. Close quote. This is what this woman just posted. And then she has a screenshot. She has a screenshot of the actual affidavit from Woodall Public Schools. And I'm going to read it to you. I want you to know what this screenshot actually is. I want you to know what the affidavit says, in other words. Okay, it says Woodall Public Schools at the top. It has the superintendent and principal cited. It gives the address of Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Okay, it has the telephone number and the fax number of the school and the school system. Here is the actual wording of the affidavit. It's not very complicated. Biological sex affidavit. It says this, I, fill in the blank, the underside person, being of lawful age and being first duly sworn, on oath, state that I am the lawful parent or guardian of, fill in the blank, and I further acknowledge that male or female, you can choose one or the other, was the biological sex of the student at birth. Signed, and then you have to get it notarized. That's it. So basically, you have to say whether your son is a male or whether your daughter is a female. You have to identify what your child is, male or female. Nothing more and nothing less, and Aaron Matson is losing her mind. This is totalitarianism. This is the white nationalist agenda. This is anti-LGBTQ. This is anti-abortion. It's all the same agenda, she says. Now, let me pick this apart for you. First of all, what in the world does this have to do with white nationalism? Is anybody asking you what your race is on this affidavit? No. No. It's race neutral. It's colorblind. It has nothing to do with racism. Zero. Aaron Matson needs to go take a class, maybe a freshman level class in Socratic logic. Because this is the ultimate in a non sequitur. There's no connection. There's no sequence in her logic or thinking here. Zero. Zip. To claim that this is white nationalism is just nonsense. Because it doesn't ask you to identify whether you're white or black, whether you're Hispanic, whether you're Asian, whether you're native. It doesn't ask any of that. It doesn't care. It's colorblind. It's race neutral. Anti-LGBTQ. This is not anti-LGBTQ. It's pro-woman. It's pro-female. It's defending the biological fact of what it means to be a woman. A woman is real. She's not a fabrication. It's asking you to identify which you are. Are you male or are you female? Because if there is no such thing as a real woman, we can't have women's sports. You cannot have feminism if the female is nothing but a construct, nothing but a fabrication, nothing but make-believe and pretend. So it's not anti-LGBTQ, Ms. Matson. It's pro-female. Anti-abortion? What in the world does it have to do with abortion? Zero. Zip. Nothing. Does it ask you 
whether or not you believe in abortion? Does it ask you whether or not you're pro-choice or pro-life? Does it ask you whether or not you've ever had an abortion? Does it ask you anything about abortion? No, because it has nothing to do with abortion. Again, a little education in Socratic logic here might be helpful. Try to make a cogent argument with a sequential, logical connection in your, in your thinking, in the presentation of your views. But here's one thing she does say that I think, yeah, she, didn't, she didn't realize what she was doing, obviously, but I do think she has a point here. Her concluding sentence, it's all the same thing, all the same agenda. So she says, totalitarian, white nationalist, anti-LGBTQ, anti-abortion, it's all the same. She's lumping everything together into a comprehensive worldview. And you know from listening to me on previous shows, I think worldview matters. So she's stumbled into an admission here that the LGBTQ, IA, SJW, BLM, CRT agenda, the alphabet soup agenda, along with abortion, is the same agenda. It is the same thing. And yes, it is totalitarian. Because if you don't agree with these people, if you don't agree with her, then you need to be silenced. You need to be shamed. You need to be sequestered. You are verboten. You cannot speak. You're unwelcome in culture because you're a bad person. You're the bigot just because you disagree. You know, so if you raise your hand and say, wait a second, I think my daughter should have her own sport, and I don't think a guy should be taking her position away from her because he has an advantage over her because he's a male, he's not a female. If you say that, you're the hater, you're the bigot, you, you should be silenced, you should be deplatformed and canceled. You should be unwelcomed in polite society. That's her view. Is that totalitarianism? Pretty darn close, isn't it? Don't you think that comes much closer to the definition, the textbook definition of totalitarianism? than being of open mind and wanting to give women an equal playing field? Unencumbered by guys that are trying to steal their spot, their sport, their scholarship, their shower, their bathroom. Guys that are stealing their dignity and their identity. Guys that are black-facing women and dressing up and pretending that they're something that they're not. The ultimate in cultural appropriation, the stealing of somebody's identity the mocking of what a woman really is? I mean, that sounds more like totalitarianism to me than simply checking a box as to whether or not you're a male or female so that we can make sure that you're participating in the sport that's appropriate for you. Okay? Now, when she says that they're the same agenda, she just tacitly admitted that the alphabet soup agenda and the anti Um, anti-life agenda, the abortion agenda, are the same thing. And they are. They are the same thing. Why? Because they have the definition of the human being wrong. It's all grounded in the same mistake, the same ontological error, to quote quote Rosaria Butterfield. This ontological error, this error over definition, over what is real, is a common thread in the LGBTQ agenda and the abortion agenda. It is a common thread because what they do is they start out with the wrong definition of what it means to be a human being. They bought the lie. They drank the Kool-Aid. 
it, it all goes back to radical Darwinism, quite frankly, because when you dumb down the definition of the human being to nothing but the product of the primordial ooze, if we all just rose up out of the swamp, and therefore all of us represent nothing more than a different level of maturation on Darwin's continuum of uh, development, of evolutionary progress. If that's all we are, then what gives you the right to claim any moral superiority over and above the ape or the chimpanzee or the orangutan? What makes you different, exceptional, or better? Well, frankly, nothing. Nothing makes you any better. In fact, Peter Singer, professor at Princeton, has argued this for years, that the uh, assumption of human superiority, exceptionalism, that the human being is, is different than the dog, the pig, the cat, the cow, the ape, that that whole argument is speciesism. He actually coined that phrase. Like racism is an argument of racial superiority, the speciesism argument is one of human superiority over and above other animals, other plants even, on the evolutionary continuum. Make you feel uncomfortable? Does it sound crazy? Well, when you get the definition of the human being wrong, you're going to have a lot of other mistakes that follow in its wake. And because we've bought into the lie that you and I are no different than animals, or even plants for that matter, or bacteria, we've bought the lie. Therefore, we've downgraded, we've dumbed down the moral importance and significance of what it means to be a man or a woman. We deconstruct everything to the point where we're going to start defining things in a different way, a different moral way ontological way. We're going to redefine reality to the extent that it doesn't matter any longer whether you're a male or a female, because you can decide, you can imagine differently, because there's really no moral significance to being a male. There's no moral significance to being a female. Those realities don't matter any longer. The same premise comes into play in the abortion argument. Because if it, if the thing we're talking about is no different than a dog, a pig, a cat, a cow, an ape, a chimpanzee, an orangutan, or even some other form of biological mass, an amoeba, a virus, if the thing we're talking about is no different morally than any of those things, then why should we preserve it? Why should we hold its life and its viability on some higher plane? Why should we consider the dignity of human life as being any different than the dignity of the life of a virus, an amoeba, or a cat, or a rat? In fact, I don't know if you know this or not, but PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, have said a dog is a pig, a pig is a cat, a cat is a rat, is a boy. They've actually made that argument, that there's no difference between any of these things. They bought the lie of speciesism, and that to argue that the boy is different than the dog, the pig, the cat, the rat, that's speciesism, and that's unjust. That's wrong. So Erin Matson has bought the lie. She, she has stumbled into a truth, though, in expressing that lie, where she says it's all part of the same agenda. It's all the same. 
I agree with her on that one. The abortion agenda and the LGBTQ agenda are the same because both of them degrade the human being. The abortion agenda suggests that a, that a baby that can suck its thumb, that can move its legs, that can kick and turn, a baby that is ingesting oxygen via the mother's umbilical cord, a baby that can feel pain, has a functioning heart and lungs, has a functioning brain, a, a, a baby that is 30 seconds before birth can be killed because its existence is inconvenient to the mother. Erin uh, Matson has bought that lie. She's dumbed down the definition of what it means to be a human being, the youngest among us. The youngest human being is no longer human in her mind. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, deserve the right to life. We can kill it if we don't like it. And she's also bought the lie that you can kill a female, essentially, because you can kill the definition. You can degrade a woman to nothing but a fabrication and fantasy. You can take everything away from her that should be her ontological right, her right that exists within the reality of who she is. Erin Madsen has bought that lie. And yeah, abortion and the LGBTQ agendas are the same agenda because both of them are anti-human. Uh, abortion, clearly anti-baby, kill it. And LGBTQ, clearly anti-female, because you can take females' rights away and give them to males. Give them to anybody. You can't be a feminist any longer because the feminists actually believe in guarding female rights. That's why you find this interesting conflict within the leftist community right now between real feminists who are saying, wait a second, this trans movement is actually compromising our rights. And then these LGBTQ activists like Aaron Matson who say, well, no, you're a bigot for even suggesting that you should have your rights. When we start worshiping the created rather than the creator, we're given over to a reprobate mind, the Apostle Paul. Again, as I've said in previous shows, these people can't think their way out of a paper bag. They can't construct a cogent argument that's sequential and makes sense. They're contradicting themselves at every turn. And Aaron Madsen's post is a perfect example of that. Totalitarianism? No. White supremacy has nothing to do with race, but it does have something to do with a broken worldview, an agenda that degrades the human being, dumbs down the Imago Dei, the image of God, to the Imago Dog, and puts human beings on the same platform, in the same playing field, with animals. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.